Hi everyone, welcome to the Highlights from Ukraine podcast, your daily audio summary of the latest news reported in the Ukrainian media. My name is Artem, and here is the news. For 352 days, Ukraine stands strong against the forces of the Russian invasion. Yesterday, Russia conducted another massive missile attack against Ukraine's civilian infrastructure. Overall, they launched 71 cruise missiles and 29 shorter-range S-300 missiles, of which 61 were downed by the Ukrainian air defense, reports Ukrinform. Russian forces also used Shahed Kamikaze drones. According to the Ukrainian state energy regulator Ukrenergo, the scale of damage caused by the Russian attack on the energy infrastructure of Ukraine is significant, reports Ekonomichna Pravda. Energy facilities in six regions were targeted. The Russians were able to damage several thermal and hydroelectric power plants. At the same time, the company stressed that the disaster did not happen again and the energy system of the state is functional. The most difficult situation was in the Kharkiv region. Emergency shutdowns were initiated. The International Atomic Energy Agency informed that two of the three operating Ukrainian nuclear power plants, Rivne and South Ukrainian, reduced electricity production as a precautionary measure due to shelling. Instability in the power grid caused by shelling also led to the shutdown of one of the power units of the Khmelnytsky nuclear power plant. Ukrainian commander-in-chief General Valery Zaluzhny informed that two of Russian missiles went through Moldovan and Romanian airspace, reports Suspilne. At the same time, the Romanian Ministry of Defense denied that this incident took place and claimed that the closest these missiles came to the Romanian border was 35 kilometers away. The Moldovan Defense Ministry confirmed that Russian missiles crossed its borders and called the Russian ambassador to provide explanations. This is the second incident when during a Russian missile attack against Ukraine a NATO member state is involved. In November 2022, remnants of the missile fell in Poland close to Ukraine's border, killing two people. Poland conducts an investigation. Early versions are that it was the remnants of Ukraine's air defense missile, but Ukraine claims that it was a Russian missile. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz expressed hope that by the end of March, 80 Leopard 2 tanks will be ready for transfer to Ukraine, reports Ukrainska Pravda. At the same time, the German Chancellor admitted that it was not easy. He noted that Berlin is trying to promote this issue with partners. The Netherlands said that they don't plan to send 18 Leopard 2A6 battle tanks leased from Germany to Ukraine. The country's defense minister said that the German government decided not to allow the transfer of these tanks to Kyiv for military reasons, but even if they had allowed it, the Netherlands would still not go for it. Back in January, the prime minister of the Netherlands, Mark Rutte, said that the country is considering the possibility of buying tanks leased from Germany in order to transfer them to Ukraine. Earlier this week, it became known that the Netherlands, Denmark and Germany agreed on cooperation in order to transfer to Ukraine about 100 Leopard 1 tanks from industrial warehouses in Germany. Coordinator for Strategic Communications at the National Security Council in the White House, John Kirby, believes that Russia is using the winter period to replenish personnel and rearm in order to resume offensive operations in Ukraine in the spring, reports Ukrinform. According to him, the U.S. sees that the Russians continue to conduct offensive actions in Donbas. The fighting around Bakhmut remains brutal in particular. Kirby emphasized that the U.S. and other allied countries have increased the delivery of military aid to Ukraine in recent weeks to help Ukrainians prepare for what the Russians may be planning in the spring. 
A group of 35 countries, including the US, Germany, France, the UK and Japan, agreed to demand the suspension of Russian and Belarusian athletes from the 2024 Olympic Games, reports European Pravda. Earlier, the president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach, called on Ukraine to abandon threats of a boycott. The committee opened the door for Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete as neutrals. He stated that the boycott would violate the Olympic Charter and that the inclusion of Russians and Belarusians is based on the UN resolution against discrimination in the Olympic movement. The Minister of Sports of Poland, Kamil Bortnichuk, said that the creation of a refugee team, which would allow some Russian and Belarusian athletes participate in competition, could become the basis of a compromise. As our format is designed to give you only the most important news, we feel that on some topics more in-depth discussion is needed. And that is exactly what we are doing. In a new segment called Long Talk, we discuss different topics in and around Ukraine with invited guests, from experts to eyewitnesses and ordinary Ukrainians who live through the war. Our first episode on Ukraine's war economy is already out. Be sure to check it out wherever you listen to our podcast. We call on you to demand from governments of your countries to impose the toughest sanctions possible on Russia and its citizens to stop their invasion of Ukraine.